so I will do introductions today because I feel like it's my duty. Sure. He can't say anything because he's still watching Nashville and I'm like watching. He's like, oh, what's happening in this episode? I'm like, oh, what I'm are you up tell to? You. I think he, he, I'm on 110, but I've seen that entire thing. So it's just a rewatch, but I don't know what Lou's on. I'm on uh, episode five, I think. The series yeah, one. I'm on 10. Oh, it just so. started. Okay. So welcome to the Double L show. We're here with Rainy Blake. And this is like so weird because I remember you followed us and I actually thought it was a mistake at one point. It was after I put my purple wig on and <laughs> I was like, what? I'm like, no. I'm like, this is not real. So thank you for following us all this time. That's okay. Yeah, of course. So you pretty much do it all. Acting, singing, songwriting, and now kind of like well-being and spirituality. How do you manage your schedule? Because I could never. It's tricky. Yeah, I think part of being an artist or being uh, working for myself, being people who work for themselves, entrepreneurs or artists or whoever, you know, you have to design your own schedule and you have to make be able to make money and survive and do all the things and do the things that make you happy so it is tricky but um that's part of the reason why i started my teaching practice and my coaching practice is so that i had more consistency in my week you know because often if you're like going from acting job to acting job or gig to gig or tour to tour your life is like very inconsistent and that's kind of comes with the territory. So I try to weave in some kind of routine as much as I can. I find the routine helps me to stay grounded and, and get on top of all the things that I'm trying to do. So that's a good idea. I definitely could use like an actual schedule. Mine's just it's a nice. calendar full of stuff that I'll end yes. up never doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's true too. You started in acting. Where did your passion come from? Were you influenced by those around you to pursue it? Or so both both my mum and my mum's mum uh, are actresses. Well, my my grandmother's not alive anymore, but I actually took her last name. Her name was Leela Blake, and I changed my last name to Blake, kind of in honor of her. She was an actress and a director and a writer, and. And then, yeah, so it kind of runs in the genes. It runs in my family. So all the women on my mum's side. So that really inspired me. And even though I begged my mum to get me an agent when I was a kid, she she was resistant at first. So she wasn't like one of those typical like stage mums, you know, but she could see how much I loved it. And so I kind of just developed from there, you know, studied and learned from my friends and teachers and learned a lot on the job. I worked quite a bit in Australia before I moved over here. I moved here six years ago. Wow. It's a long time. I'm old, you guys. <laughs> we honestly, we feel old now. A lot of people are just like, oh, I th remember that thing? Yeah, it was like 15 years ago. What? No, it was not 15 years ago. I know it's terrifying. As soon as it, it, things get over a decade, you're like, oh my God. And <laughs> people have hell? no idea what it is. That's mm -hmm. where it gets scary. They were like, totally. who are the Beatles? Who are these people? And you're like, what? Like, how have you never heard of these people? The legends. Everyone should know who they are. I mean, yeah. if, if people don't know who the Beatles are, 
Like that's just sad. So <laughs> yes. Just like an uncultured. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you go to drama school? I didn't go to formal, like I didn't do like four, three or four years or whatever, but I studied a lot with different teachers and kind of short, shorter courses and things like that. So I really enjoy studying and I've worked with a lot of great teachers, but I never, I didn't go the traditional route, um, go to drama school. Sometimes I wish I did, but whatever. You make decisions when you're young and, you know, I did yeah. go to uni. I studied music at uni, so. Yeah, I was like that. I was like, do I go down that route? And then I was like, oh, media sounds very good. And then I just ended right. up torn right in the middle. And then music yeah. come into things and I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is a very hard thing. What do I do? It is really hard, especially when you're 18 or 19 or whatever. You don't know really who you are yet or what's going to be important, what's going to matter to you, you know. Once you turn once you turn 25, I feel like things start to take shape a little bit more. But isn't that yeah, what they say? That's when, that's when your brain fully forms. Yeah. Um, what made you move to America? Um, I So my dad is American, um, so I have dual citizenship. So I kind of always thought that I would move here eventually. It was just kind of a matter of time and the timing felt right. I got really close to booking a big TV job. Like I got a call back and everything and I was like, oh, okay, maybe I could do this. And yeah, it was just a process of making it work after that. Lee, you can ask some questions. Um, so you, you did have a bit of two episode role in Home and Away. And I am a big, big, I was a massive fan of Home and Away back then. So I'm, oh, really? I'm all today, all day today, I've been trying to think like, do I remember that episode? And I'm thinking, just trying to rack my brain. How did you yeah. get that role in Home and Away? It was a tiny role. I doubt you would remember me. I played the school <laughs> captain. I mean, I guess oh. I was, te technically that sounds like a big role, but it wasn't. I played the school captain and I think I was like 16 or 17, something around that. Anyway, I had an agent already. So I just auditioned and got the job. I did a few little TV kind of guest guest role parts on some Australian shows when I was in high school. Is that all your questions, Lee? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, so how cute. did you land the role on uh, Nashville? Like, how did that come about? So I do a Joni Mitchell like tribute show kind of thing where I play Joni Mitchell and I have a great wig. So stay tuned for the wig. Maybe I'll pull it out later. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I do a show about Joni Mitchell and I was doing that in LA when I first moved here because it's a really great kind of way to showcase my skills. And the casting director from Nashville was there, just happened to be there. Well, no, didn't, I mean, my manager invited him. And then, yeah, I got an audition from there, I think. And then, yeah, I did the whole, there was like four or five different auditions that I had to do to, to get the job, including like, I had to learn some songs and do some scenes and, and yeah. And then I booked it and then I flew, they flew me out there like almost straight away. So it all happened really quickly. We were fine beforehand. Really cool. mm. No, I wish I could say I was. <laughs> I had seen a couple episodes here or there, but I obviously watched a lot. Like once I booked the job, I I binged almost the whole thing. Um, 
and yeah so I can't yeah. ask the next question because that's already been answered did you find it really hard coming in like for the last season because obviously there would be a lot of bonds already there yeah yes and no because I think because after everybody moved to CMT like they were with ABC the network they were with ABC first and then they moved over to CMT after the fans were like bring it back um so after that happened for season five and six there was a different energy on set I mean this is just what I've heard from Sam and, and other people so you have a different energy on set where it was kind of felt like a new show and there was a new showrunner and some new writers and so it had some new energy to it and I think it, it wasn't because they've been doing it for so long as well six years I mean can you imagine it's like it, there was a, a, a brevity like a lightness and and everyone was so welcoming and sweet honestly it was really lovely people were really kind and I got to like make out with a bunch of people so you have to wait <laughs> you'll have to wait and see that Lee although I won't spoil anything I won't tell you who I make out with it'll be a surprise <laughs> yeah. it'll be a surprise but you'll be like bracing for the kissing yeah oh nobody dies it's fine everybody's alive <laughs> <laughs> he should know because he's seen a clip so he should have I have I know at least yeah. one of the deaths I think I think most people know at least one of the deaths yeah it's true how would you describe Alana for those who don't know slutty hot mean no um uh she's she's kind of slutty but no she's she's strong she's um sensitive she has some um, uh history like in her relationships that keeps her kind of guarded so i think maybe guarded might be something more like subtle that you realize she's really talented she's she's a she's driven and she's tough if you know what i mean we won't spoil it for lee <laughs> something pretty cool happens at the end where we we had to get a stunt coordinator on set to help with all of stunts it was like a very small stunt but it was still like they had to like teach me how to do i wouldn't say what it is but um yeah so she she was a great character to play and it was really fun having the the purple hair because and they gave me clip-ins you know like extensions that made my my hair's kind of thin so they made my hair thick so it was kind of like putting on a wig and it kind of it's really fun to have props or costumes or hair and makeup that help you kind of embody the character more. So that was a really fun element that we had. I feel like she really stood out though, because when you think of like Nashville, you think of everyone being like cowgirl boots and just like the right. stereotype, whereas she was very different. She was very different. Yeah, she had, she was unique for sure. Did you struggle to get the purple hair out? Because I've had purple hair and it went blue, it went turquoise, it went Did green, you? it just went insane. <laughs> it is, it's, it's a lot of upkeep. Luckily, I had an amazing hair and makeup team who would kind of redo it every, I think like almost every week they would touch it up because the dye comes out really easily. So I didn't have to do that, thank God. But I did dye my hair purple like a few years before I booked the job and um the showrunner actually saw a, a photo of me with that hair and then they decided to 
make it, me have purple hair. So I know I know the struggles. It's a lot. It's a lot of upkeep. Yeah, no I still joke. wish I had that wig that was like that. The yeah. purple one. <laughs> what was your favorite song of Alana's? Um. Oh god, there's so many good ones. I really like this one. It's called Sorry Now. I've been listening to that recently. It's beautiful and haunting and gorgeous. Um, there, there's lots of good ones though, so it's kind of hard yeah. to say. How do you listen to yourself back? That's what I'm like. I'm I can never do that. <laughs> I don't very often, but I was in Australia on tour doing a bunch of gigs, and I wanted to play some Nashville songs in the in the show. So I was kind of like listening again and um it depends occasionally if i'm showing people like if i've got new music out and i'm like check out my song when the the excitement and energy of of having just completed something often is takes the pressure away from being cringing at your own voice or whatever (laughs) yeah i need to learn to just like not even worry about that yeah it's tricky yeah it really is like every time i hear myself back it it's like a cut like when you're singing or when you're speaking or both both (laughs) right okay yeah yeah it's it's a lot it's really good thing to practice though because you you have it's a it's a good thing to think about in terms of your self-love journey because you know if you're always cringing at the sound of your voice it might reveal something a little deeper about how you view yourself in general so it's a good practice it's it's hard but it's a it's a really helpful practice to listen to yourself back yeah i'll try and give it a go okay it's also weird because when you hear yourself on like playback your voice of how you hear yourself in your head is always going to be so different to how it is on video so you'll be like oh you have this idea of how you sound because you hear yourself talking every day and then you, you like watch something back and you're like i, I don't sound like that do i it's very, very strange, but you get used to it. That's for sure. The more you do it, the easier it is. Oh, this one's going to be really hard. What was your favorite song from the show? I was thinking about this. Um, there's so many good songs. It's ridiculous. There's like, I don't know how many songs. Over 200. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, there was even in my season, like, you know, it's like five songs an episode, basically. It's just like, how the fuck? Um, Frankie Pine is uh, the um, incredible music supervisor who worked on a show who's also now working on Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh. A little trivia. I definitely and need to watch that. I need to watch it too. But I just saw, like, she popped up in an interview and I was like, oh my God, Frankie. Um, and Tim Lauer, who is the producer as well uh, on the show. I'm going on a tangent. I'm just trying to give kudos to the people who are you know, responsible for the amazing music. I. Jake Etheridge, who was one of the another new cast member who played, I don't remember the name of the character, but like the war vet guy in the last season who was kind yeah. of hanging out with Claire. Yeah, he is an amazing songwriter and he has this song. This is very niche, but he has a song called Bring Me an Angel in the last season that I just really love and breaks my heart every time I listen to it. But I know that's really niche. I like a lot of the um, Scarlet and what's gonna uh scarlet and gunner songs they're beautiful all of the duo songs are gorgeous so 
just this is just my brain like waking up right now like <laughs> that's what i'm but like yeah. when you I remember know. one thing you remember the rest you're like you know? how do i forget something that obvious anyway so many good songs hard to say that's that's my final answer who was your favorite character <laughs> my favorite character um oh god i don't know um me (laughs) (laughs) i really i i I mean yeah i really like juliet i mean she's complicated and i'm a complete mess but i think that her arc sort of how she grows in the show is uh, really beautiful and interesting to watch (laughs) trying to avoid all the spoilers (laughs) i know i'm 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 doing well i think (laughs) yeah you look at it um i don't know why some of these i'm like did you write any songs for the show i did i wrote one song called treading water which appears in i don't know episode 12 or 11 i can't remember the last season and it was really fun i wrote it with my friend frankie's wick and yeah, it's a beautiful song. I loved. I always play that song when I when I'm touring. I, I usually that's the one that I play. So yeah. Um, that's a hard. That one's practically answered. Did the show influence your own music? Definitely. I learned so much from working in the studio and learning from other songwriters who come through to write songs for the show and just the process yeah being in the studio taught me so much and it makes me want to just be in the studio all the time so Lee it's your turn if I haven't answered you've actually asked about three questions I already had um yeah, so I'm gonna happens. go so um I think I've got about two left now so what was it like working on Nashville like how was the other actors were the good to get along with did you make yeah. many friends um uh, yeah everyone was really nice like i said i'm still in touch with sam who plays gunner um and i'm i made friends i mean everyone's really friend the crew was, was amazing as well um and a lot of the songwriters i ended up really enjoying being in the city of nashville and making friends and playing gigs and meeting a lot of other songwriters in the in the city who are incredible and yeah I, I enjoyed it I like got to live there and have my own place and they gave me a nice car it was great I was like <laughs> living the dream sounds good. good so you do say you do kind of teaching do you would you mm-hmm. say you the, the zooms would you say you prefer doing over like zoom or would you prefer in like in person like which one would you prefer because you know you do a lot on the zoom do you get a chance to do in person at all? i do i i mean in per- nothing's gonna be in person it's yeah. the be- it's nothing beats it it's the best I, it's really nice to have i said so the, the the teaching i do is kind of voice and creative coaching and it's really holistic it's kind of looking at your whole body as your instrument including your spiritual body your physical body your mental body all of the things to help you be in alignment so that you can be a creative person and speak your truth truth and sing your truth and perform and write and all the things depending on the person that I'm working with it's very tailored to 
each person's individual desires and goals and things. So when I have people come here, this is my apartment, I live in Venice, uh, it's great because I get to see their body in motion and see how they're breathing correctly and things like that, which you can do on Zoom too, but not as well. It's not just not as good, but I do, I do do it on Zoom and I love it. And I teach workshops on Zoom and everything. And the good thing about Zoom is that you can be anywhere in the world. So I have students in Europe and the UK and in Australia all over. So it's nice to be able to connect with people no matter where they are. It's pretty, pretty amazing. I'm just looking at the plant because there's like a heart on one of the leaves. <laughs> is there? Wait, yeah. I don't have my self view on. Let's see. Oh, over here on the right. Oh, on the left. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those little heart leaves. They're cute, aren't they? Yeah, it's a Good source spot. that ick. <laughs> How did you get started? Sorry, that's, that's the question. With my plants? <laughs> with, with everything spiritual, because I know we okay. talked in the past about, like, I think crystals and, like, oracle cards, if I'm not wrong. It was a long time ago. I mean, I'm a massive hippie, definitely. <laughs> Um, but uh, how did I get started with the spiritual? I think I've always I've always been spiritual, and luckily my parent, my dad's a psychologist, so I grew up with like a, a an interest in humans and how humans work. You know, that's always been fascinating to me. And then yeah, I just what was the question? How did I get interested in it? Books, um, having mental breakdowns. No. <laughs> I mean, it's not full on breakdowns, but you know, when you have like a, a when you have, when you're going through a hard time, often that is when you discover, you know, a deeper, broader spiritual interest because it helps you go, well, what the, f who the fuck am I? And what do I hang on to, you know, when things are hard? And so then a lot of the time, you know, I've, I've gravita gravitated towards things like meditation and, yeah, tarot cards I really love and being being in spaces with women and dancing. Dance has been one of my main pieces that I've been um, working with for a long time and especially recently. And it's so helpful for many, many things. So. Do you believe in the law of attraction? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah. I, th I think so I, I think it, so where how would you define that what where, how would you define that it's kind of I would say like the universe like usually brings you the things you want if you manifest them I think that's the easiest way to describe it yeah I'm just curious because lots of people have different definitions of that um I, I think want is an interesting word because I think if your desires are kind of entirely materialistic or connected to just getting things for yourself i don't know if that necessarily works i think if your desires are connected with your soul's purpose and your desire to lift other people up as well and yes to live like your grandest most amazing life but i think it it's got to be rooted in yeah what kind of what's meant for you uh, in like a soul aligned way rather than just oh give me a car give me this blah, blah, blah. it's just it's it's it has to be deeper and more connected than just kind of a frivolous desire in my in my opinion yeah i've known a lot of people who were just like i want money and it's going to give us money right like, it's never worked yeah exactly exactly 
Do you have any advice or suggestions for those with mental health issues? Um, I mean, I'm not a doctor or a psychologist. So what kind of mental health issues? Because like, obviously like everything, spirituality and stuff usually helps. Okay, yeah. So what would you like recommend like people look into if they wanted to like boost themselves up? Yeah, okay. Um, dancing, <laughs> journaling, definitely. Journaling helps a lot. Like, especially if you have a lot of mental chatter, which I think a lot of us do because the world moves very fast and thoughts can be kind of overwhelming so definitely journaling definitely moving your body is probably the main thing i would suggest so if you're doing yoga or even just going for a walk is also really powerful but dancing and the kind of dance that i'm really loving is there's a practice called five rhythms and five rhythms is a, a moving meditation form that it's like a free form dance party, but it's deep, deeper. You kind of, it gives you an opportunity to dance through your shadow, your light, your joy, your sadness, your anger, all the things be ugly, you know, be seen being ugly so that you can dance out all these kind of archetypes that exist inside of you that don't always get to be seen. And there's a lot of power in that. So five rhythms is great. And then the other dance form I'm really into is called contact improvisation. And that is a, a partnered improvised dance form that drops you into presence and is a really beautiful way to be met intimately with somebody um, without having to like have sex with them. <laughs> so it's a space that's like very, very platonic space that allows you to get that kind of oxy oxytocin that you would receive if you were um, being intimate with somebody without having to do that. And it's yeah, drops you right into presence, right into connection. It's amazing. It's that honestly sounds so good. It's so and I'm, I'm everywhere. Like if you Google contact improvisation and then the place that you live, most places, most cities have a what's called a jam. And it's where you just go and get to dance with people and roll around and often there's a class, or whatever. So how where do you guys live? Well, I live in Sunderland, so I'm going to guess that there's nothing in my city. Yeah. It's just <laughs> but in maybe, New honestly, maybe some in Newcastle. I don't know. In Newcastle, yeah, I bet there Newcastle. might be. Yeah, is that not too far from where you guys are? Uh, well, he's closer yeah. in Newcastle than I am. Yeah, like an hour work. away or something. Yeah, about that. I would I'm, say. A, I'm about a thirty-minute drive from the city centre, so. That's actually bad. Wow, how are you 30 minutes away? Like, I'm probably 30 the minutes tunnel. away. The Tain Tunnel. Surely oh, that's like just a direct line. Fair enough. You'd have to go the yeah. long way around. I wouldn't go that well, way. 30 yeah. minutes is yeah. close. In LA time, that's around the corner. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Everything's so far away here. Uh, yeah, you guys should check it out if you're interested. It's yeah, good. I'm definitely going to have a It does sound like a very good way to de-stress. Yes, yes, it really is. I just I did a whole weekend of dancing, so I'm all inspired. <laughs> I definitely need to do more of that because my mental health is literally rock bottom. <laughs> I get it. I get it, girl. I, I was right there with you, like literally two weeks ago. So it's up, it's up, up and down. Life is, you know, there's no such thing as steadiness. Not really. <laughs> yeah. It's okay that there are dips and, and highs and it's how you manage the the dips that that matters the most yeah it's very hard when it gets like very very bad you're just like 
why am I here anymore? Move your body, be with people, get outside. Those are the main three things I would suggest. Don't spend too much time alone if you're in that state. Make sure you're connecting with people who love you and who you trust. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Learning to pick myself back up again. I mean, yeah. Good. It's, it's good to spend time alone, by the way. Caveat. Just spending time alone is awesome, awesome. But sometimes it's easy to get into a bit of a spiral if you're just like already feeling shit and then you're just at home like watching Netflix all day or whatever. Like it's, you know yeah the healthy alone time and then there's an unhealthy alone time so definitely um so i'm gonna switch on uh, music who are your influencers influencers for music well definitely joni mitchell who i mentioned before the beatles i love the beatles um there's some really good modern artists who I love, Cleo Soul, Emily King, Theo Katzman. Those are a couple of amazing uh, new artists who I really love. And then I listen to a lot of music from the 70s. So Rita Coolidge, Crosby, Stills, Nash, John Martin, um, Marvin Gaye, Roberta Flack, a lot of Motown, things like that as well. So I, I listen to a lot of different kinds of music, but probably most the most things I listen to is sort of 70s soft rock, folk and rock and soul and R&B, modern and, and otherwise. So those, those are my main things. And jazz. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just rattling off everything, but I love jazz as well. I'm along the same lines. I just bounce around all different genres and just like yeah. whatever like takes the fancy at the time. Totally. It's good to do that. Yeah. That's just about how you're feeling on the day. Like one day you could be really into kind of, you know, modern country. And then the next day I'm listening to some punk rock from the 70s. And it's just totally, like, how yeah. did I get here? It's good. Yeah. That's why music is so powerful because, yeah, it helps you to either elevate your mood or help you to feel what you're already feeling. Like it can serve a lot of different functions, which is cool. Yeah, whatever he listens to will come up on my Amazon Music since we're sharing. <laughs> oh, cute. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> Adorable. Um, where did you get your inspiration from for your songs? Mm. People. My own love life. <laughs> I write a lot of love songs. Um, and breakup songs, that sort of thing. Mm, I think a lot, a lot of the time, like in terms of lyrical content, I'm thinking about like what I'm going through, what I'm, what I'm negotiating internally, whether that's mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever kind of flavor it takes. Like, how am I working out how to stay alive and be human? <laughs> and often that, that figuring out process will come through in the kind of in the poetry. What style would you compare your music to? Usually I say 70s inspired soul pop, something like that. Um, depends if I'm playing live, I mean solo or with a band, because solo mm -hmm. it's, it's a bit more country folk um, just by the nature of it being solo, but definitely it's soul inspired singer songwriter kind of confessional music. Mm -hmm. If you could write music for any TV show or movie, what would it be? Mm, maybe, well, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but 
Daisy Jones in the Six seems really cool. It's very me. It's very, like, it's in the 70s. It's very, very me. So something that has kind of a retro feel would be cool. That would be a dream come true. It's, I like writing for, um, yeah, that era. That's my question, done. So it's Lee's turn. You got one left, Lee, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you could like, collaborate with any artist, living or dead, who would you choose? It's oh, really hard. I don't know why this came to mind, but Quincy Jones is an amazing producer and composer who worked with Michael Jackson most famously. And he, I think, he, is he still alive? He's either still alive or, God, don't quote me on that. Um, but he's amazing, an incredible producer and arranger and songwriter, and I would just completely freak out. Um, also, Robert Glasper is another. These are kind of niche things. Should I say something more obvious? Um, <laughs> let me think. I'm just going to go with that. I'm going to go with those two. I'm done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you have to guess, have to look them up. You have to look them up. You know who Quincy Jones is, right? Yeah, I think Name's so. familiar, yeah. Look at up, look up Quincy Jones and then Robert Glasper is an amazing jazz soul piano player who's worked with all kinds of incredible musicians. Um, two incredible albums. Actually, three he's put out now called Black Radio, one, two, and three. So if you, if you like Neo Soul, or even if you don't, you should still check it out. Yeah, I'm always looking for like new music and new genres yeah. to highly recommend. Highly recommend. <laughs> Any questions, Lee? Because it's down to you. Um, another question, like for some reason, this is a question I always want to ask, like people who do music. If you could only choose to do one, what would you choose? Just record music or tour? You can't do both. Uh, tour. Yeah. Tour. I love being on stage. It's my favorite thing to do in the entire world, period. Um, I just love it. I love it so much. And I love I love recording music too. But yeah, there's something about being on stage and being in relationship with the audience and sharing your songs. And it's just you're so present. And I love kind of getting into the the experience of each song and letting that come through me into the, it's just like, it's magic. I mean, it's theatre. It's just absolute magic. If I'm not wrong, you did too with Nashville, didn't you? I didn't, but there is a tour coming up I'm trying to jump on. <laughs> I saw that the other day when I was I was like, can I come? <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I, will, I will be in Europe in October doing some shows in Germany. So um, we'll see. Maybe I'd like to come to the UK as well. So, T TBC. Yeah. Who knows if you jump on that tour? They're missing us out. Everyone misses us out on every single tour. Well, you can travel to London, can't you? It's like 68 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would. I mean, fuck it. <laughs> and I think it's only about an hour if you get a plane. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, Glasgow's just... closer. Yeah, there you go. Tickets are expensive, though, Lee. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you have to think about it. I'm sure it'll be amazing. 
I did. We did do a big show at the Opry, um, which was amazing. Actually, this tour, this poster behind me. Can you see that poster? No. Yeah, I think. Oh my god! Yeah. That was from. Yeah. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Oop, there it is. Oh, there's a mic. Um, there. <laughs> from when we did the Opry show, you can kind of see. Was it. that like the last one? Mm-hmm. That was the last one. Oh, wow. I remember that because it wasn't a part of like the last episode. Yeah, we, we did that one, the last episode one, and then we did like a real concert, like mm -hmm. a few weeks later or whatever. I, I remember the last episode one. I was bawling my eyes out. Like I couldn't That was stop so crying. cool. It was so cool. And I got to meet Connie Britton because she came back for us. Nothing, never mind. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> yeah that was very very emotional yeah he's still that's one song that i can actually play <laughs> oh nice a life that's good is that what yeah you, yeah that one I don't oh, that's think... another one i was gonna say is really sweet yeah i don't even think this is in tune because i usually keep it at my grandparents i don't know all that. <laughs> Ooh, painted back that's nice yeah it's probably the worst idea but i think i still play <laughs> Lee doesn't know the lyrics, I don't think. I don't, I don't think I would remember them either, to be honest. I would sing, but I don't think I'm that good. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it would definitely get copyrighted for us. Who cares? <laughs> Nobody would care, I doubt. Yeah. I seriously have a go. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Go on. Go on then. Sitting here tonight. They just well, <laughs> beautiful. Thanks for sharing. Very good. Very good. Thank you. So that's I'm out of questions. Is Leo out of questions? I'm out, I'm out of questions, yeah. Well, this was so fun. Thanks for having me on, you guys. This is, a, this is super fun. It's absolutely Thank pleasure, you for like, agreeing honestly. to come on. Yeah. Of course. My pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much. So we'll let you get on with your day because you'll have a long day ahead, whereas we've got a few hours. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What time is it there? Um, it's ten to five. Ten to five. Okay, so it's time to get some food and do the things. <laughs> Definitely hungry. <laughs> awesome. All right. We'll have a beautiful evening, and I'm uh, excited to see the podcast come out. It should be out Thank Sunday, you. I think. Okay. Yeah. Send me the link. I'll share it and everything. Thank you. All Thank right. You. Bye, Bye, you guys. Bye.